G'day you mob, Pete here, and this is another episode of Aussie English, the number one place for anyone and everyone wanting to learn Australian English. So, today I have a GOSS episode for you where I sit down with my old man, my father, Ian Smithson, and we talk about the week's news, whether locally down under here in Australia or non-locally <laughs> overseas in other parts of the world, okay? And we sometimes also talk about whatever comes to mind, right? If we can think of something interesting to share with you guys related to us or Australia, we also talk about that in the GOSS. So, these episodes are specifically designed to try and give you content about many different topics where we're obviously speaking in English and there are multiple people having a natural and spontaneous conversation in English. So, it is particularly good to improve your listening skills. In order to complement that though, I really recommend that you join the podcast membership or the academy membership at aussieenglish.com.au where you will get access to the full transcripts of these episodes, the PDFs, the downloads, and you can also use the online PDF reader to read and listen at the same time, okay? So, if you really, really want to improve your listening skills fast, Get the transcript, listen and read at the same time, keep practicing, and that is the quickest way to level up your English. Anyway, I've been rabbiting on a bit, I've been talking a bit. Let's just get into this episode, guys. Smack the bird, and let's get into it. Um, so, the other day I was walking around, I'm trying to smash out 10,000 steps a day, you know, about eight, eight kilometers, and- the good thing about new um, development zones like this one in Kerr Lewis is that they put parks everywhere. Yeah, there's green corridors everywhere. Yeah, yeah. things for nature. I mean, and the other thing that I've noticed about Kerr Lewis is because they put banks here plants throughout all these streets, we get heaps of these black cockatoos, yellowtail yeah. black cockatoos. Yeah. You can just hear them constantly and they're just eating the banks here things. Yeah. I don't know if it's seasonal, but at the moment they're all over the yeah. place. Yeah. It's probably the same group they that also I see eat, every day. They also but- eat the- um, Cypress pine yeah. cones, which are not yeah. native, and yeah. so there's a lot of the old farming land used to, used cypress because it grew quickly and it was dense, and you make this effectively make tree height hedges, a wind wall, yeah, right? and for wind protection. So there's a lot of those around as well, and that is seasonal whenever yeah. they've got the new cones coming up. Yeah. So anyway, I was going for my walk, and I noticed this huge shadow sitting on the top of a sign. When I was walking, it was at night that I was mm. walking um, through one of these little areas and was like, Jesus Christ, what the hell's that? And, um, you know, sort of uh, moved myself around so that I could see what it was in the moonlight. And it was a huge tawny frog mouth. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah. Anyway, so I found this article and these guys are, are just really cool animals. I think they're just the weirdest they looking, shocking they kind are. of face birds. Like just-, just- Yeah. They're, they're basically a mouth and eyes with legs. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much like a snake, right? Yeah. Except with a, a mouth and eyes and a bum. Yes. <laughs> so, researchers find that the frog mouth is the world's most Instagrammable bird. Instagrammable. That's a nice uh, word That's there. a bizarre- Able to be Instagrammed. Yeah, this is one of these ones where <laughs> a brand name <laughs> becomes a noun. It's proper noun. Then it well, becomes this would a be noun, an adjective, right? And then it becomes a verb, the verb to Instagram. Yeah. And then we turn the verb into an adjective by making it the ability to do something- yeah. That, so, yeah, it's sort of this instant evolution of, of language where you go from a proper noun to an adjective. YouTubeable. Yeah, YouTubeable. Googleable. Go- well, Googleable. the verb to Google. Let's Google yeah. that. 
Yeah, well, YouTube it. Yeah. Um, Facebook it. Facebook it. So, to read out a little bit here, study mm. of likes on the photo sharing app has, perhaps surprisingly, deemed the Australian and Southeast Asian native most aesthetically appealing. That's surprising in and of itself, more so oh, than no. it's this bird. It looks like a baby. You reckon? Yeah. Well, it looks like a baby. Not, but it's got <laughs> baby features. Yeah, as in huge yeah, eyes. The big, huge eyes. And that's, you know, you look at dolls. Teddy bears, you yeah, know, yeah, baby animals. They, you know, even even the adults just look like uh, the most ridiculous things. But they they got their big eyes and the big smile. <laughs> so if someone were to ask what the most Instagrammable bird in the world would be, it's unlikely that the frogmouth, whose main aesthetic goal is to look like a jagged tree branch, would be front of mind. Mm. But it seems science says otherwise. The dishevelled-looking Australian and dishevelled, <laughs> brutal. Not, that, that is brutal. They're not dishevelled. <laughs> it's like homeless. Look up the look up the meaning of dishevelled. <laughs> dishevelled means. Hang on. Yeah, like hair everywhere, scruffy. <laughs> I can't do dishevelled now because I don't have long hair anymore. Yeah. Unkempt, yes, right? Unkempt, like messy. Yes, messy. But they're not. Um, so the dishevelled-looking Australian <laughs> and Southeast Asian native taking out the top spot in a study from Germany's University Hospital Jenna. Why on earth was University Hospital Jenna studying this? <laughs> which aimed to see which bird species reign supreme on the photo sharing app. The study published last week by German researchers, um, sorry guys, Dr. Katja Thomas and Dr. Gregor. Hain Lexenring set out to analyse nearly 30,000 bird photos from nine popular avian photography Instagram accounts using an algorithm to record which photos comparatively attracted the most likes on the photo sharing platform. And there you go. The uh, Tawny Frogmouth one. Yeah, they don't- What they don't say is how they did the numbers. I guess they would have just um, worked out- Yeah, is it proportional? Yeah. So if there was one- How many photo- likes? Yeah. Which got the most likes? Yeah, Total but- likes? Or yeah, was it one is photo it- that yeah, just got exactly. all those yeah. likes? One yeah, photo average- gets a million likes. Yeah. <laughs> or there were 10,000 photos of of tawny frog mouths and they all got one like each, but there were no yeah. other photographs. <laughs> so, so, are tawny frog yeah. mouths owls, Dad? No, they are not. <laughs> but they look like owls and they hunt at night. Well, in fact, they're- um, Scientific name. Um, oh, this was pretty cool. Yeah, comes from. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you got it in front of you. I do. Padagus strigoides. Strigoides actually means um, looks like an owl, mm-hmm. and padagus comes from a Greek word meaning gout. And gout, gout. For those of you who don't know the word in English, it's a, a disease typically used to be um, thought of as a old, fat old rich man's disease uh, because it's basically where you get um, uric, uric acid um, crystals form in the joints of particularly the feet, you know, big toes and so on. So, it's very difficult to walk if you've got really painful feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so- they called that because they actually don't walk very well. They very rarely walk. They fly and then land on a branch and hold on. There's people but with gout. People with gout, yeah. <laughs> people with gout with wings, no. <laughs> That's it. Have another beer. People with, with gout, they, <laughs> yes, just, they with can't, gout, they can't they, walk, they so they end fly. Up, they end up looking like- <laughs> 20 frogmouths. Looking like 20 frogmouths. No, so 20 frogmouths don't walk very well. So, I think no. the original person who obviously looked at it walking and went, oh, it's, you know, it's bumbling along. <laughs> Dude's like got old, gout. With gout. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they're awesome birds, though. They, they are, are really cute. Look these guys up if you haven't already, yes. guys. 
they are really good. So, yeah, they look like owls, but they're not. So, what does it say here? They, they got um, an IAA score works by taking the absolute number of likes from a post and then factoring in the size of the account and the time the yeah. post has been public. It then produces an expected number of likes the post should receive and scores it based on the percentage of likes it received over or under this. And the 20 frog mouth average 19, leading with a respectable margin. The IAA score. What is it? While on the other hand, (laughs) the sandpiper was given a negative 23. Brutal. (laughs) Sandpipers are cute. This is almost like, um, you know, face dating apps where you judge people based on their appearance. for birds. I'm surprised. <laughs> like, yeah, I think um, 20 frog mouths are great, but I'm surprised it's not a parrot. You don't reckon? Yeah. It's just too many parrots, Dad. I think the tawny frogmouth, though, will probably is, also is just a weird-looking bird. Unique. So, people see yeah. that and they're like, well, they go, Jesus, shit. give that a like. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas they see exactly. a parrot and they're like, oh, it's a parrot. Yeah, exactly. So, but- what would you do then if you got to vote on Australia's most, you know, cute or attractive or Instagrammable, Instagrammable. birds? What bird would you be most likely to share a photo of on Instagram? If, if I wanted any- the most likes. Man, what about pelicans? Pelican, I- They are freaking weird looking birds. If you look up my birds. Instagram, not that I'm trying to get people to look at my Instagram account, look at my Instagram yeah. account and I, I've probably got more photographs of pelicans than any other bird on there. Well, they're big and they're freaky looking. And they're And they've got stupid. these, these yeah. big eyes that are just, you know, dopey that big looking. that bill yeah. is just a, basically a, you know- Paddle. pouch of skin. <laughs> uh, Especially when they catch something and they try and eat it and yeah, they no, just look blah, blah, so blah, blah. uncoordinated. I saw a bunch down at the uh, Queenscliff boat ramp a while back. Yeah, and I think well, they someone around there for the fishermen. Yeah, some a fisherman had come in with his boat and tossed over a fish that obviously, for whatever reason, he didn't yeah. want. And it was too big for any of the pelicans. So, they just kept fighting over it and trying to <laughs> swallow it and then having to, you know, just puke it up or whatever. Because yeah. it was like a one of these ones that was like flat, but really sort of tall, the fish. Oh, right. So, it was like just- It couldn't Some obviously fit in its throat. Yeah. yeah. But- um. Yeah, they're weird-looking birds. So, what would yeah. you pick? A pelican. Yeah, you yeah, reckon? Yeah, I reckon they're ah. pretty good. Well, that and a parrot. I, you know, mm-hmm. there are, but there, you know, you're right. There are so many Australian parrots, but I think sulphur-crested cockatoos. <laughs> they're the funniest birds. Why is that? Because they're idiots. <laughs> but they're intelligent idiots. Because <laughs> they, they're just smart asses. What do you reckon makes parrots so clever? Especially, I got no especially idea. cockatoos. Yeah. What, what is it that what underlies evolutionary that? trigger? Yeah. decided that an entire order of birds was going to be smart. Now you could argue that corvids, as a family, totally yeah. unrelated family, are smart as well. But it's almost but- like corvids don't have a sense of humour. No, it seems like parrots have a sense of yeah. humour. Like corvids are cor- just- corvids are clever like a fox. Yeah. Uh, Parrots are clever like a stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah, and they know it. Oh, they know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing that blows my mind, I think, about a lot of these Speaking parrots. Of cockatoos and African parrots, African greys and things like that. Yeah, yeah, just how it seems like they're really switched on. They have a on. sense of humour. Yeah, and you yeah. wonder what's selected for that. I guess sociality in these animals well, they're was selected social. for that. Yeah. But- cockatoos are very social. You get very large groups of, yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, and who knows? But you get very large groups of starlings, but starlings aren't particularly smart. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had no idea. That's one of those mysteries of of sort of avian evolution as to mm. what was that little trigger that somewhere in you know, particularly the cockatoo family, but the you know, the, just the whole order of birds. See what we find here on Google. Um, what was the trigger to make them so smart? 
I love this. When you type this sort oh, of they stuff all talk. in, um, why are cockatoos so, and then it says loud, crazy, expensive, funny, cuddly, needy, dirty, pink, loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you want to do yourself a favour, if you want to look up stupid parrots, there are several, <laughs> in fact, there are lots of um, YouTube videos of um, Australian cockatoos, <laughs> sulfur-crested cockatoos dancing. <laughs> Just Google yeah. or YouTube the verb to YouTube um, sulfur or cockatoo dancing. They are ridiculous. Yeah, I'd love to get one as a pet, but it, I know it would outlive me a long way. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, our, one of our local um, wildlife rescue places has cockatoos there that have you know just been donated to them by you know estates after people have died. You know, yeah, these people who've lived into their eighties and got a cockatoo as a pet when they were kids, and the cockatoo's still alive, and they're not you know, just What's they can the- live for a hundred years. Yeah, it's just crazy. And again, what's the evolutionary thing to? Yeah, these are big birds, you know, your average little budgerigars. Yeah. You know, if you get 10 years out of a budgerigar, you've done very well. But- what have we got here? We've got a whole bunch. Yeah, same with galahs. So, yeah. um, well, white cockatoos, 40 to 60 years. Galahs are 40 years. Sulfur crested cockatoos, 20 to 40 years. Yeah. But there Carnabies are some that are black cockatoos, years. 25 to 50 years. Yeah. The but this is black just, the, this is just the average lifespan in the wild. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Sydney's old croc of a cocky was a legend at 120. Yeah. A cockatoo lived to 120 years? Mm. Jesus. <laughs> well, I guess that leads us on to the last part of this story. We could talk about um, yeah. the oldest ever Australian. The oldest ever Australian. That's a good segue. Good job, Pete. Good, good, good job. segue. Well done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is crazy. Dexter so- Kruger. Good on you, Dexter. Happy birthday a while ago. Um, he's gone past his- 111th birthday. He's now three months into his 112th year. Jesus. So, he was born in 1910. I think we've spoken about him on the podcast before, Um, actually. Yeah, we have. Yeah, I think maybe, yeah, when he turned 111. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, in January. So insane, but yeah, he's still going along. And look, the the one takeaway which wasn't in the thing, like, he's doing yoga. There's, I there's think. two I takeaways. He, do, story, yeah, he does yeah. his daily exercise, which is a bit of <laughs> yoga, and he goes for a walk. And the um, manager of the old people's home that he lives in says he's a lot fitter and brighter than most of our eighty and ninety year olds. Jesus. Um, you wonder if they just look at him and they're just like, God damn, yeah. And look, there's a there's a couple of ones that I think his his son, his 74 year old son, um, said his father's simple lifestyle and balanced diet, complete with plenty of salt, sugar, and fat, had a lot to do with his age. Yeah. Um, but I I also love the uh, the one line about um, his weekly delicacy. He credited to his longevity: chicken brains. Jesus. So, they always say that, and then it you know, turns out it's genetic, and they yeah, have the genes that is. allow them to You know, them. chickens have a head, and that in <laughs> that brains? is some brains, <laughs> and they are delicious little things. There's only one bite. Jeez. So, chicken brains is the secret to long life, if you believe Dexter. What do you think it would be like getting to 111 years? Do you reckon you'd be able to remember much of what actually happened when you were, say, a, a 10-year-old, a 20-year-old, well, assuming, a 30-year-old? Yeah, clearly, Dexter's still got his wits about him. He's that's, not suffering he's from any forms 80, of dementia or something. He's 80 years older than me. Yeah. Like, that's- It's insane. Yeah, close to. I, I, I highly, Start highly doubt that I will be and get, 111. And become an old person at 80. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that would be me at what? So, if that was 80 years from now, it would be 2,101. 
Yeah. All right. So that's I've got to get to 111 or 110 yeah, to get, get into, into the, the next 22nd century. century. Yeah. Now I've got to do it. All right. There's a target. There's a There's target. There's a target. What do you think his his I, I always wonder and I, I worry about sort of talking to my grandparents about this, although ironically, I think Nana and Grandpa, my um, mother's parents, are a lot more open about death and age and, and being old than, oh, look, than they I, were when I was I was younger. Yeah, well, when they were younger. Well, you know, every day anybody lives, you're a day closer to dying. And I think when you live a long time, if you get into your 90s, you've got to realise that, you know, there's no long term plans here. I'm not going to go out and get a 30 year loan to buy another house. You know, this is mm. so I think. Yeah, uh, people are much more open to that and accepting yeah. that it, you know, the inevitable. Um, it's probably just a reality of things. But it, it doesn't just, mean you want to die. It's just no, that, for sure. You, know, you just accept that there's a fair chance that I'm going to die in the next few years. It's, well, it's different <laughs> until you get. I'm sure until you get into your seventies or eighties, you don't think like that. No. Well, how do you think about it? I don't think like that. But as in, like, oh, I'm going to die soon. Well, I don't, you don't think you're going to die soon. I don't. You know, have a real. I don't want to die, but I don't have a fear of death. Yeah. I don't have a fear of being dead because I don't- I don't think many know, people I have, have no, fear of being I dead. Have, yeah, I have Unless no, they're worried about going to hell. Yeah, well, <laughs> I have no religious beliefs at all. So, yeah. in fact, my religious beliefs are anti-religious, but that's- It's so, the transition between living and death yeah, that I freak yes, out about. And yeah, I just it's hope the, it's quick and painless. The actual dying process <laughs> is, is the- And again, it's not a fear. It's just that you, know, you don't want to go through something that is going to be- well, Needless suffering. Painful. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, But, yeah, somebody like um, like Dexter, yeah, imagine what he can remember, the well, things that he's seen. And they mention it here. So, he's, he's lived like, through the First World lived War. Through, yeah, lived through the First World War, the Second World War, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Middle Eastern Wars that Australia Cold has War. been involved in, yeah. the Cold War. Well, he, he was alive before we had planes, right, or around the time that the very, very first planes were, yeah, yeah. you know, just Certainly flying a few hundred metres. Yeah, he was around before cars or mm -hmm. at least- um, you know, combustion engine cars, right, on the roads. I mean, uh, even Grandpa yeah, there was- There were a few around. But they but wouldn't have been widespread. They wouldn't no, have been- you know, you know, your average person didn't own them until the 1930s. And he so. was a cattle grazier, right? So, yeah, it's so crazy to think- a horse around and- He was living he a pretty rough life as well, you would imagine. It wouldn't yeah. have been a yeah. kettle of fish, just- I mean, kettle of fish. Something easy where he- It would have been a completely different kettle of fish to someone mm. who, like myself, is just living by working in a, in a yeah. studio, chilling out. Well, I mean, his son, he says um, he lived through a period that was a lot less stressful than what we as a society face today. Yeah. Uh, and so you look at that and go, it's probably true. And even you know, uh, Dexter himself talks about you know, computer age and mm -hmm. you know, technology, and he says it just makes life more stressful because it's just quicker and <laughs> yeah. you don't get time to relax. Yeah. Do you ever get nostalgic about the past in Australia and wish, you know, for instance, oh, it would have been really cool to have been a cattle grazier a hundred years ago, where you just Get to hang out with your animals, with mm. your horse, with your nearest bloody family. Hard, bloody hard work, though. Physically. Physical work. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but it's not a lot, in yeah, terms not of a lot of stress other than drought yeah. and flood and yeah. fire. Yeah, natural disasters yeah. are about the only stress that you have. Yeah. Why? Well, so. Indigenous people. But you're, you're potentially encroaching on the land of theirs. And, and well, if you go back far enough. Yeah. Bush rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Bush rangers. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, congratulations, Dexter. That's yeah. absolutely insane. I, I can't imagine getting to 111. And, and 124 days. Yeah. yeah, and 124 days. I guess you count at that point. Do you get well, another letter from the Queen at 110? I don't know. I don't know. 
Well, you had to. I wonder whether the Queen will send herself a letter, a congratulatory <laughs> letter on her 100th birthday. If she makes it. Well, I think she'll live till she's, you know, she'll outlive her children, I reckon. Prince Charles is just too like, bloody, Too it. bloody stubborn to God die like her it. mother. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're finishing there, guys. But um, right. thanks for joining us. See you next time. Bye. Peace. Alrighty, you mob, thank you so much for listening to or watching this episode of The Goss. If you would like to watch the video, if you're currently listening to it and not watching it, you can do so on the Aussie English channel on YouTube. You'll be able to subscribe to that. Just search Aussie English on YouTube. And if you're watching this and not listening to it, you can check this episode out also on the Aussie English podcast, which you can find via my free Aussie English podcast application on both Android and iPhone. You can download that for free or you can find it via any other good podcast uh, app that you've got on your phone, Spotify, podcasts from iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is. I'm your host, Pete. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a ripper of a day and I will see you next time. Peace.